Kevin Milner's with us this morning. Have you had a good summer, Kevin? Happy New Year. And and to you, Jack. And um, I, I, I most enjoyed those uh, comments you've just made. Um, you've obviously been thinking over the summer. And if unity is the goal, I'm interested in your view on the um, second impeachment of Donald Trump. Is it worth it? Um, I mean, I don't. I don't think he will be convicted by the Senate. So uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for the Senate to, to, to go through the process, but I, I don't think there's going to be any, um, any big, you know, sort of, sort of end game from all of this. And I think the people that are upset at the Democrats um, for, for pursuing impeachment will probably, you know, are prob- probably going to be pretty difficult to bring across anyway. But yeah. it, what's interesting, I suppose, is that if he was convicted, then they hold another vote to decide whether or not he would be banned from running for president again. I yes, actually think, that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, and there'd be a lot of Republicans who probably want to do that, you know, Republicans with personal ambitions, but um, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure that Biden, would help the unity front. Biden, do, Biden doesn't want to impeach him, does he? Well, he doesn't want, he, it to, doesn't want it to be a major, doesn't want it to be a major focus, I don't think. I mean, yeah, they, he so, so he, yeah. has been, he has been impeached technically, it's whether or not he's convicted by the Senate. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, he, he was he was against the process. Yeah. I think. Well, I just I don't uh, think he wanted it to distract reasons. from things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so we've um we've been enjoying the summer, Kevin, and you had an unexpected highlight. Yeah, I graduated from the Wellington Polytechnic Journalism School fifty years ago, at the end of nineteen seventy, Jack. We were we were going to gather some of the old class together for a reunion, but COVID got in the way, so we set up a special WhatsApp page with the aim of getting as many as we could from that class of 1970 on it. A sort of virtual reunion. We thought if we got 10 or more, it'd be a lot of fun. Well, the idea took off, and so far we've found 30. We've found them in London, uh, a surprisingly large number in Australia, in the Pacific, and of course all over New Zealand. So far, it appears we're all still standing, apart from some of our much-loved tutors back then, Extraordinarily, one person we thought for years had died back in the 80s turned out to be still alive. I rang his family to get the details of his passing, and the man himself answered the phone. (laughs) We've all had to kind of ungrieve. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a breathtaking project so far. For the last part, we'd last seen each other as teenagers. Now so many of us are grandparents, and all of us are around 70. We all look totally different, yet when I was tracking these people down on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, and a recent photo would pop up, you could tell immediately if you had the right person. There's something about a face that a lifetime doesn't change. As for the life stories, nothing short of extraordinary. Heartbreaking uh, personal tragedies, risky adventures, um, business successes and failures, there are potters and carpenters, a psychoanalyst, a novelist. One now produces Country Calendar. Another worked with the Beach Boys. One worked with Margaret Thatcher for years. Another became the mother of the nation. Yes, Judy. One owns a vineyard or two in Australia. Another rose to the top, as it were, in the bakery business. One of our number, who we just got on yes uh, onto the onto the site yesterday, used to dive for tourist pennies as a kid at Rotorua's Whakarewa Rewa, and went on to become, I think, the first female Māori news journalist working in mainstream media. She's just retired from a lifetime of journalism and has returned to her whānau in Rotorua. Uh, But everyone has a fascinating story. 
There's still about 10 of us to track down. So if you're listening and you did that Wellington Polytech course in 1970, the journalism course, or you know someone who did, please get in touch with me. Jack, it may seem nerdy, but helping organise this virtual reunion has been, for me, the unexpected highlight mm. of the holidays by far. Oh, that sounds great, Kevin. <laughs> Although, I've got yeah. to ask, I realise this might be sensitive, but t- t- can you tell us any more about the person you thought had passed? Yes, how well, that, how for that happen? Long, for, yeah, well, he was one of, one of our team, and we had actually, some of us had actually seen him over in London, and then somehow or another, somebody got the information that he had passed on. Yeah. And... And it's 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 a bit damning given that most of us are journalists, but we just this story grew until it became fact. God, isn't that amazing? And yeah, it is. It is astonishing. Well, it's great and news. I, I'm, yeah, that he's yeah. And I was very very keen to get to the bottom of it all because nobody had been to his funeral. Yeah, right. Oh, funny and, that. And, yeah, and, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so um. I, a, a great deal of, uh, of sort of uh, investigative effort went into trying to find out who it was. I got a phone number from a death notice, uh, or not his, um, but a member of his family. I rung up that number, um, and and uh, John answered mm. the, <laughs> answered the amazing. phone. That's amazing, yeah. It, it just it blew everybody away. People have been through... See, the people were cl- much closer to him than I was. Yeah. Thought that he had died. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. All right, Kevin. Oh, well, good yeah. on you. It sounds like a lot of fun, actually. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you managed to do that. Fifty years as well.